things are more emotional and bring families closer together than the sport of football, the athleticism, the brute force, the close wins, and the heartbreaking losses. No team has nurtured that family bond better than the Green Bay Packers, and no place resembles that true football spirit better than the frozen tundra. Many people say you don't become a Packer fan. You're born that way. You bleed green and gold. Now, here are your hosts, father and son, Mike and Sean Reagan, with the Bleeding Green and Gold podcast. Welcome to week two edition of Bleeding Green and Gold. I'm Mike. I'm Sean. It is the stellar, awesome, amazing son and father podcast. Eighth season we've been doing this. Long time. You'd think we'd have it down by now. Over double the average NFL career. We've survived. If we had one more year, I think, isn't the average like three years in the NFL? Yeah, I think it's three and a half. Okay. That is crazy. But yeah, welcome back to Bleeding Green and Gold. Glad to have you. And a happier, happier, happier week this week for Packer fans. Yes, yes. Especially for uh, Packer fans that uh, hate to lose to, which is most, to the Mm -hmm. NFC North teams. But uh, after getting trounced in Minneapolis, it was nice to go home and that's use some right. bear salve to, to help make us feel better. Mm-hmm. Final score, Packers 27, Bears 10. In a game where it looked like there was a couple of chances the Bears could have uh, kind of gotten back into it and made it a game, but we never quite allowed it to actually come to fruition. Um, and where, I mean, we'll talk about it, but we let them run the ball a lot. But as far as the passing game, we shut it down mm-hmm. against against the Bears. So I was happy. It was a fun yeah. game. There's there's still work to be done. Mm-hmm. And that, I think that's for everybody. That's not just um, certain positions. I think, you know, um, I'd like to see um, A.J. Dillon um, be a little more decisive when he's running and, and just go and use that body. And those legs, um, sometimes mm-hmm. like there was at least once I saw him where he was, he didn't really try to, to, um, what's the word I'm trying to deke out the, um, defensive Duke. player, but he, um, um, he kind of just like turned his, his side to him and backed into him. It's like, you know, put your shoulder pads down and bury him. <laughs> but that's right. It's just, uh, Still, it just feels so good to get back on the uh, the win column. We got such a huge game coming up this week, so mm-hmm. yeah. No, I was very happy with it. I think uh, I think we needed this game first of all. Um, not only did we need a win, because I don't know if you saw it wasn't in this game. It was a different game. I think in one of the three o'clock games, uh, they put up a stat that no team has started zero and two since 2018 and made the playoffs Mm. and it's out of like 20 something teams. It's quite a few. And so, you know, it it just goes to show how difficult that is to do. Mm -hmm. And so glad to see we got the win, but also glad the way we did it, where we kind of went out there and we punched him in the mouth a little. And because I know like 
we've talked about how week one felt so reminiscent of last year's week one loss to the saints and mm-hmm. just getting trounced with no energy. That's right. But then also we, we went into week two um, against the lions last, last year. And it was not, you know, the easiest win we were losing at halftime had to kind of come back from behind and um, have a good second half to eke out that week to win. So it, it felt nice to feel like in control of this game almost the whole time. Yeah. And in the parts for me that really stood out, I watched um, our, the game again, the most of it to today, just to kind of refresh because mm-hmm. we are recording on a Wednesday evening. And um, so I, there are, there were parts of it that I was like, you know, it's nice to see these rookies or second year players stepping up. Um, they're calling their numbers more often. Um, the defense looked good. Um, Chicago's offensive line looked really good. Um, and you could see at one point in the second half where our defensive line was getting pretty gassed. Um, they were pushing us around pretty good and they, they, were able to to run very well, but I got to give credit where credit's due. They did hold them at a fourth and one where it mm-hmm. was a shotgun play to fields, the quarterback for the one at the goal line. Yep. And thank you. And, um, they, uh, they stopped them. Mm-hmm. And even with the review, it, it was a close review. I, uh, it, it really was, you know, they, they talk about inconclusive, on being able to reverse a decision on the field. And I would say that was about as inconclusive as it can get because it was so hard to tell. Like you could see kind of where his arm was, his hand, his forearm, where the ball likely was. But even it was just, you couldn't even really tell. Did it cross the plane? Maybe it did just a bit. Um, I think I mentioned after the call, because we watched the game together, that if I was a Bears fan, I would be frustrated. Sure. that that was not a touchdown. Mm-hmm. I think it was that close, but also I do think it was the right call that it was inconclusive. So yeah, that was a big stop. Um, they, they had a big drive on the first uh, drive of the game. I think it was a 70 yard drive by them. Um, see if I can pull it up here. Yeah. 70 yard drive um, to go down and score. But then that was other than some big chunk runs, their offense, that was their whole offense for most of the game. Right. Except for the field goal in the third quarter, but um, mm-hmm. just to kind of keep it close enough, because you know how uh, the season's been going. Uh, LaFleur even said it during the game. He said uh, at halftime, he was uh, telling him it's zero, zero. You've seen three games so far this year in one week that turned around and the team thought for sure they had to win. Yeah, so. that seems to be the thing more and more in the NFL. Parity has always been a big feature of the league. You know, this isn't the MLB where the Yankees and the Dodgers can outspend everyone and just mm-hmm. every year have that dominance. In the NFL, there's so much up and down on a team's fortunes from year to year, and it's more about the consistency of the organization and the coaching. That's right. Um, but now we're seeing more parity game to game and half to half where a three-score lead is not what it used to be in the NFL. That used to be pretty much the game. And mm-hmm. it, it seems like you see more and more just crazy comebacks. I agree. And I think it's just um, the talent coming up in the college ranks is already kind of playing this already. 
And mm-hmm. so it's not such a huge gap. Certain positions are easier than others, but um, yeah, I'm, I feel good about um, some of the players that, uh, that came around and um, playing better. I tried to get Christian Watson, new receiver um, into plays doing the jet sweep and stuff He's like fast, that. Though. He is fast. He is fast. He caught a nice ball. Mm-hmm. Um, three receptions he got. Total of nine yards, but I don't see anything. Pulled his hamstring. Him. He ran so fast, he pulled his hamstring. No, he didn't, did he? Yeah, he did. So did Sammy Watkins. Um, they're oh, both come on. Uh, on the injury report. Limited practice. So, you know, that typically points to that they might be able to play the next game. But both Watson and Watkins. Hamstring injuries. Limited practice. You know, besides like running too fast, <laughs> besides like um, bone injuries or stuff like that, why so many injuries are um, hamstrings or torn pectoral muscles, mm-hmm. you know, Those just, soft tissue injuries. Yeah. Yep. The bicep torn off the arm. You know what I think that is? I think these guys are too big, too strong, too fast for what bodies are meant to do. <laughs> They, they do more on the field with the cuts and things like that than our bodies are meant to do on a consistent basis. And so you just see it more and more. I agree. And I think that they're also playing against people who are bigger, faster, um, and just the, the pounding on your body. It's, mm-hmm. it's got to be unbelievable. Like we said, you know, three and a half years, the average in the NFL. And so you got to make your money while you can if you're not a superstar. And so I know fans get frustrated in some positions where like, oh, they should take less money so we can get better players. It's like, I don't know how many people who work at a job would say, you know what? You don't have to pay me that much. I'll just take percentage off of that and you can hire some better employees. And mm-hmm. I don't think that sometimes, yeah, maybe, but. I don't believe it's it's perfectly honest when they say a certain quarterback took less money so you could stock the team. I think there's other compensation coming from somewhere that, else. That's always the Brady storyline that he mm-hmm. takes favorable contracts for the team because he wants to win Super Bowls. Um, but talk, speaking of quarterbacks, definitely the tale of two quarterbacks in this game. Um, Aaron Rodgers, I think this was definitely a get back game for him where he, it just did not look good. The decision-making, um, how long he was holding the ball last week, and even just kind of his whole aura about him. Because, you know, mm-hmm. he, he's the hippy-dippy guy, so we got to talk about his aura. Uh, but he just seemed frustrated the whole game. And this this week, it seemed completely different. He looked like he was out, going out there. Um, I think he had not the best completion percentage early on, like the first quarter, but it did definitely turn around. He was 19 of 25. 234 yards, two touchdowns. He was sacked three times. Um, But even despite those sacks, I think his movement looked a lot better this game. That was one thing I was kind of concerned with last week. Like, why is he kind of staying still holding the ball till he gets sacked? Whereas this week we saw, like, we did see the design run um, that I think he he got the first down on it, I believe. But then also he had that really nice uh, pass to Cobb where he avoided the sack, stepped up in the pocket, and zinged it in there. So good good to see. I think overall pretty good game for him, even if he was still kind of avoiding those rookies a little bit. But even this game, he had five targets between Dubs and Watson. So going, going to him a little bit more. 
Yeah, I agree. Or and six targets, five receptions. You can see that. Um, <clears throat> excuse me. Um, he he still got frustrated. He just mm-hmm. didn't pout as bad as he did last week. Uh, a couple times he um, he was kind of frustrated with Lafleur. Um, but it's it's just going to be the way it is until everybody starts getting better and better on the same page. So, mm-hmm. but it was good to see he made some good decisions. He missed some some plays. He had uh, a couple of open guys that he uh, that he didn't get the ball to. But you know, I guess he isn't perfect. So I guess <laughs> we have to get used to that. Yeah, Justin Fields, however, talk quintessential Bears football, where he threw it eleven times total. In the game, mm-hmm. I think it's for seven completions, and I think five of those completions came on the last play of a Bears drive. Oh, so really? Third and long, third and nine, whatever it is, gets the completion, but not the first down they punt. And it's like that, that is no passing game. If that's how you're getting your completions, you do not have a passing game. You are only running the ball. And it's hard to argue with only running the ball because they were getting good runs. David Montgomery, 15 carries, 122 yards, averaged 8.1 per carry. Um, They had 180 total yards with Montgomery Herbert and then also Justin Fields himself. But you're losing the game. Mm -hmm. You lost the game 10 to 27. And you you don't typically run yourself back into a football game. That's true. That is true. I don't know. I mean, you can see he's got talent. Um, he's quick. He's, he certainly can run, can put the hurt on you that way if you try and, you know, not keep him contained. But uh, he's going to definitely be a work in progress, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I know he didn't really come around last year the way they wanted in the rookie season. So we'll see. We'll see where they end up after his sophomore season. It's going to take him to um, actually be able to start connecting with his receivers because teams will just play the run. Mm-hmm. And then when he starts really connecting, then they'll they'll change up. But yeah. we'll see. As far as our rushing attack, though, Aaron Jones is oh, a man. stud. Like, we, we've been so high on this guy since he joined the Packers. We've been excited about what he can do. But, man, when it all clicks for him in a game like this, it is just fun to watch. Um, I agree. Let's see. He, uh, let me look his final numbers here. So he had over 40 snaps, 18 touches. He forced 13 missed tackles, created 118 yards, either after first contact or after the catch and just dominant the whole time. Every time he got the ball, you felt good about what was about to happen. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, and AJ Dillon, like you said, so pretty good split between them. 15 carries for Jones. He was a little more involved in the passing game. Um, AJ Dillon had 18 carries, 61 yards, average 3.4. Um, so not the efficiency as Jones. And you talked about a few decision-making issues you felt he had, but as far as a one, two punch between those guys, Mm -hmm. I wouldn't trade them for any two running back, uh, running back duo in the whole league. Yeah. And they're, they're so different you know you can you can you look at aj and you're like going oh he's going to be great when the weather gets Mm -hmm. bad and 
Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't know. I mean, I think they're both just they're both. AJ Dillon's good. thighs are the size of Aaron Jones's waist. It looks like <laughs> he just has tree trunks. So yeah, that goes back to that cold weather football, that frozen tundra. He'll he'll be ready. Keep him. AJ Dillon had a really nice catch. It was a tough catch that he made. I think that got us a first down. I was yeah for six years. Not known as a receiver, but he's certainly increasing those. They've said that about him, but he has been consistent in the receiving game. Better hands than pretty much anyone expected with him coming into mm-hmm. the league. And it might just right. be his size is deceptive. Big guys don't typically catch that way, but he has seemed to have good hands. Yep, I agree. Um, I agree. Wasn't it weird to see uh, St. Brown playing for Chicago? It was. It was. One thing I forgot to mention in our last week's podcast is he got, caught the game winner for them against the 49ers. Um, at the end of that game, he got a deep ball in the end zone. So it was weird to see Equinamia St. Brown. Um, they're tearing it up in the NFC North, though. Aminra St. Brown for the Lions is, I think he's the offensive player of the year or player of the year, player of the month. Well, that's um, forecasting it. <laughs> or, or week. Yeah, player of the week for uh, the NFC. But I believe you're right. He's you're a right. stud. He, mm-hmm. he looked good at the end of last season, kind of came out of nowhere and he has kept that going through two weeks so far for them. They really didn't have too much as a team. They had 70 yards receiving. Mm-hmm. Um, so 234 receiving for the Packers. Um, and one, you know, we, we don't see this much in recent years with the Devonte Adams show. One thing we've always criticized is like it. We loved having Devonte Adams loved what he was able to do on the field with Rogers, but we did want to see them spread the ball around more. And mm-hmm. that kind of went to when Adams was hurt and Rodgers did have to spread the ball around. We were undefeated and we were like, maybe that's something we'll see more right. this year. No, So we had 19 total receptions. No receiver had more than three. Sammy Watkins led the team 93 yards on three receptions. Aaron Jones, three receptions. Randall Cobb, three. Ro- Romeo Dubs, two. Alan Lazard, two. Robert Tunyon, two. Three for Watson, one for Dylan. That is spreading the ball around. Yeah, sure is. Is I, I just you talking about that? It reminded me of a play where I think it was a shotgun play. Mm-hmm. Uh, is either the end of the third or in the fourth quarter, where I believe it hit Watson. That the center snapped it too early. It hit Watson, went yeah. behind Rogers, and Rogers went running after it, and one of the other Packers got it. But that could have been a big turnaround right there. It could have in. There was a bit, um, I don't know, a bit of ugliness in those kind of like handoff situations like that right behind the line on run plays where you you had that play where hit Watson in motion. Mm -hmm. But, you know, you had the fumble where Rodgers kind of seemed off handing it to Dylan and that um, technically Dylan gets the fumble on there. But I I think it could just as much have been given to Rodgers as a fumble. but then there was also a couple plays where it seemed like they didn't have the timing handing it off to Aaron Jones and then ended up not going for too many yards. Um, so there, there's definitely some timing consistency issues they need to find still in the run game. I agree. It's still getting the rust off. We haven't, it's our second game where everybody is trying to, to get their legs underneath them. I'm looking oh, at this. They stats. actually did give Rogers that fumble. Not That's Dylan. what I was going to say. Oh, is it? Okay, and you had just... to beat me to it. I did. They gave Dylan the the recovery, actually. 
So good for him. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that was weird. I backed it up a couple times. I'm looking at it. It's really hard to tell. Did Aaron go too low with the handoff? Did Dylan have his hands up too high? Mm-hmm. And I know some people, they, they just get really tired of the repetition of um, practice and preseason and stuff where you just hand off and go hand off and go hand off and go. And, and that's because things like that happen and you're trying to eliminate as much as you possibly can. Mm-hmm. Uh, I do want to talk about the defense here, but one last thing I want to mention about the offense is it was nice to have Elton Jenkins back. Oh my gosh. Yes. You, you could tell the difference. Yeah. Um, and also I, I know that, that keeps, they brought it up again this week. The announcers, Oh, it looks like Bakhtiari is one week away from coming back. <laughs> it's like, oh my gosh. But I will say the human typo, Yash Nijman. <laughs> has looked really good through two weeks. Uh, I think you've talked about his size in the yes. past, and he's just like a, a tree out there, but he has I looked really like good. Six eight, isn't he? Is he? I don't know. <laughs> you cannot have a short quarterback if you have six eight <laughs> linemen. Uh, Kyler Murray would be trying to like jump up to throw it. Old time. <laughs> um, so it's good, it's good to see we have the depth there. Um, but it Man, it would be nice to have Bakhtiari back or even to know what the heck is going on there. And just, you, you don't know, like, have we sunk a couple dozen million per season into him for nothing with that big contract right before his injury? Um, Who knows? You probably never will. You know, yeah. it's, it's, they're going to keep, you know, you, I kind of like a lot of Packer fans when they didn't put him back on IR. Mm-hmm. So I, what is that? Another four weeks he'd be out. Yeah. Okay. And then um, it was like, hey, maybe. Uh, Especially maybe with, it's a very limited roster. You need a lot of players to make a team run. So if you're putting a guy on the 53 man roster, you would think they expect him to be able to play. I've heard some talk people saying it's it's actually um, to hurt the other teams and they're scheming. I'm like, you know, I don't think it's that. Little I, yeah. I mean. Teams have to scheme for a quarterback, star receivers, even like star running backs. I don't know how much you're really messing up their game plan with a different lineman being in there. I totally agree with you. It just seems no, like- no offense, Bakhtiari. I'm sure you're listening. <laughs> um, any other notes on the offense, or you want to move? No, to I'm I'm ready to move on to the defense, and they did really nice. Um, they did, especially. I mean. We didn't have to see them much in the past defense because of, you know, the amount that the Bears passed it. Um, but they did really nice in that in that aspect of the game. Run defense, there was some painful moments, especially that I think it was it third and 19 or something like that. And they ran the ball and picked it up. Yep. And it's like, oh, my gosh. But yeah. a few notable highlights here. Preston Smith. Had a monster game. Oh, man, it was a beautiful game. Mm-hmm. Seven tackles, two tackles for a loss, two sacks, three QB hits. Uh, it And it makes you you really appreciate the fact that we had the Smith brothers when Zadarius Smith was here, and it kind of felt like they were both really good, but Zadarius Smith kind of shined him more. Maybe it was mm-hmm. just he was the louder, more vocal guy, as we've now <laughs> seen. Um, but great to see Preston Smith really turning it on and he did face criticism publicly from 
the coaching staff and things like that of needing to step up to solidify that starting role if he wanted to. And it seems like that really did motivate him because he's coming yeah, out. I would agree. Just guns blazing start to the season. Yep. Uh, Darnell Savage looked pretty good. Um, in that secondary with Adrian Amos, it's nice to see consistency there. Again, we didn't see the safeties needed too much. Um, Razul Douglas came out with a huge tackle for a loss um, at one point earlier in the game. And then we also had Eric Stokes. If you remember, he just blew up that slant route where they got it on the third down. It's one of the few um, completions for the Bears where he got that third down slant route and Eric Stokes he's not the biggest guy he just destroyed him on the tackle oh his timing was perfect it was yeah um, so that was nice to see another sack for Rashawn Gary two tackles for a loss he still looks just like a monster out there yeah it was uh, I think Kenny Clark took one for the team because they were double teaming sometimes double teaming and chip blocking mm-hmm. in addition so it just frees up the other guys um, I think that might have been part of the tired factor in the second half of the game, but uh, yeah, definitely, he's just such a force in there, and that—that's what the announcers were talking about too. They must have got the notes that you don't let this guy get loose, and they mm-hmm. really didn't. Yeah, I agree. Uh, one other big name I want to talk about is been so excited to see him to start the year as a rookie, and once again, Quay Walker came out looking like a stud. I was a little nervous because he got that shoulder injury week one, Um, but he came in five total tackles, but just all over the place. He had a pass defense as well. And but the speed between him and Devondre Campbell at inside linebacker, it's exactly what Joe Barry was saying he wanted on defense when he came into the Green Bay organization. He wanted those speed linebackers. I want, I'm hoping that this defense... You know, at least before the first half when we play the Buccaneers, that we see Tom Brady throw one of his little hissy fits where he throws his helmet and he starts screaming and yelling at everybody because he can't get anything done. <laughs> um, did you see we signed uh, inside linebacker DQ Thomas to the practice squad today? I saw the headline. I didn't look into it. <laughs> okay. Yeah, he... Uh, I, I just mentioned it because we talked we we're talking about the speed at linebacker. Um, so DQ Thomas was released from the New York Jets um, practice squad two weeks ago, but he was at Middle Tennessee State and looked good there. He he's like their third leading sack leader in the school's history now. But what they talked about most when I looked at the signing is his speed. And it's like, I don't know if you make the Packers linebacking core anymore without being a fast guy. <laughs> um, yeah. So th- they're bringing in even more speed. All right, man. Uh, you done with the, with those stats? I am. I am. Do you have many notes to talk about on special teams? No huge blunders. Uh, 
another week with no huge blunders to talk about. I think Rodgers almost lost a fumble there, but he, he was did almost. back. And that, that to me was just, um, you know, covering up the ball. And mm-hmm. that happens when you're running as fast as you can. You got the other 11 guys trying to punch the ball out and knock you over. So, yeah, we're still waiting for him to like kind of have that consistency on special teams. And mm-hmm. he's talked about having to prove himself there if he wants to be more in the receiving game. Um, but yeah, we'd like to see more out of him there. Mason Crosby, who we were worried about, you know, after the surgery coming in injured to this season, um, hit both his field goals with the long of 40. Uh, one, one thing I wanted to ask you about with Crosby is his kickoffs are going right about to the, the goal line. Mm-hmm. Um, do you think that's age and he's not? he doesn't have the leg anymore to kick it out the back of the end zone, or do you think that's purposeful uh, from Rich Basaccia, the special teams coach saying we can tackle them inside the 25 and get better field position than if we kicked it out the back? Well, I don't have the stats in front of me. I guess if I looked at his past three to five years and see how it's been going, Mm -hmm. I'd get a better idea if he's getting older, but that is, that was a Belichick thing when they Mm -hmm. changed it up. And so I could definitely see that being a coaching decision and having the confidence in your team because they did, they did stop them before the 25 yard line. And because a few times, right, if, you, if you do a touchback on the kickoff, it's, it's on the 25. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So if you can stop them before that, you're, you're gaining yardage. So mm-hmm. I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah. I was wondering you? too. I would guess it's more likely that it's a purposeful decision. Um, and, it, it seems like they are getting things turned around just mentality and consistency wise in special teams. It's still early, um, but I'm excited to see what we can see from Basaccia. Um, Pat O'Donnell, the punter did have a boomer of 72 yards, pretty much through the air the whole way. Um, ended up not taking a good bounce and going through the end zone, but yeah, man, did that thing travel. It, and he played for the Bears, didn't he? I'm not. I'm not sure. I, I'd have to let me let me open it up and see. Um, I believe he played for the Bears. Um, the Horkes. I can't remember who he's on now. The Boho Blast. Um, I saw him punting just the other day. I can't remember what team he's on now. Got to follow punters better than I am. <laughs> Boy, they don't get much grace, though. Uh, Yeah, no, they don't. Yeah, so, he was with the Bears, 2014 okay. to 2022 for eight seasons. Hey, did I ever tell you about the time I was uh, I was on, a, on vacation, and um, we're sitting at dinner, and there's a, a couple next to us, and the, the husband's a huge Bears fan. <clears throat> and he he's getting up to go to the sports bar to, to follow the game, the bears game. I think they were in the playoffs and uh, it must've, it was in January and he'd come back, you know, of course your mom and I are listening. He's given the update to his wife and I can't remember the kicker. That's a shame. Um, but he's like, he missed again. He he's done. He missed again. And I actually, I think there was three misses he had in that playoff game. And when he came back with the, th- <laughs> I laughed out loud and I looked at him. I said, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. It just, uh, there's a curse. You guys have a curse, but I'm sure the bears are looking at O'Donnell like, 
what happened to you? Why didn't you do that with us? Good point. Never fun to be a Bears fan all around. Actually, <laughs> did you see Jair Alexander made that comment um, after last week? I think it was a tweet. He's like, well, at least I'm not a Bears fan or something like that. Oh, I didn't see that. <laughs> uh, it got moved around quite a bit. Uh, let's move on here from special teams and looking at how the team performed to an injury report. And then we'll look at some games and do our picks. Okay. So we did the special team. So let's, uh, let's talk about the, uh, we, we, the, we never know he's week to week, David Bakhtari. Um, so who knows? He didn't, who knows today? Um, Randall Cobb did not practice with an illness. Yeah. It's an illness. We have four wide receivers on here. Um, Alan Lazard still has his ankle injury on here, but he's um, limited practice again. Sammy Watkins and Christian Watson, as we talked about, hamstring injuries showing up on here, limited practice. Um, Mercedes Lewis, yep, pulled his groin. Yep. Um, Limited practice. And Elton Jenkins, limited practice still with that knee injury. Yeah, gosh dang it. We got uh it's be nice to get some of these guys healthy. It would be nice, but one thing we don't see too much, it feels like as Packer fans, is that the team we're about to play, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, have a longer injury report than us. Yeah. It feels like we're always the team with the longer report. Um, so looking through it, a couple notables on the Buccaneers, Leonard Fournette, limited practice with a hamstring. Russell Gage at wide receiver and uh, limited practice with a hamstring. Also, Chris Godwin at wide receiver did not practice with a hamstring. I think he missed last game as well for them, which is big, um, especially big because they had a uh, uh, what's his name? Their other wide receiver, Mike Evans, Mike Evans. He's suspended for the game against us mm-hmm. um, because of a fight that Tom Brady started. <laughs> well, and then he stuck up for Tom Brady. Yeah, exactly. And, he like ran off the sideline for it too. Yeah, and then how about what's his face? Um, the old Tampa Bay coach, um, Bruce Aarons. He uh, he shows up on the sideline, and he was one of the instigators in that fight. Was he? So he got a letter from the NFL that said, no, 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 you're not allowed on the sideline. And that was the wrong thing to do. (laughs) Crazy. Uh, Julio Jones also did not practice. And I think missed the last week with a knee injury. Scotty Miller limited practice, another wide receiver. They have a lot of receiver injuries with the calf injury. And then Brashad Perriman, who was kind of their savior at the end of that game after injuries uh, in week two, limited practice with a knee injury. Um, but yeah, those are the notables on the box. They have a few others, but I don't know who those people are. So we yeah, I know it's them. so hard nowadays. It's, it's hard enough to keep up with the new head coaches with all the mm-hmm. swapping of players and stuff. It's, it's too much for me. That's for sure. Agreed. Um, all right. Let's, uh, do you have the results from last week, sir? I do. Oh, actually, before we look at results, should we squeeze in a game ball? Yeah, we can do that. Are you ready? I'm ready. I think it's pretty obvious, but... Uh, Do you? Yeah. And now, it's time for the Game Ball!
Aaron, the offense runs through me, Jones. Yep. <laughs> Pretty obvious. <laughs> yeah, we. I mean, we already talked about his stats and all the missed tackles he forced, things like that. But 8.8 yard average on the ground, hard to argue. Almost a first down every time he touches it. Uh, also looked good in the receiving game. So just fun to watch. Yeah. Two touchdowns totally to overall. Watch. And I like how um, as the other players get better and better, more comfortable, the quarterback, I should say, gets more comfortable with them. Um, we'll be able to scheme so much better. And play uh, teams will not be able to look at, okay, we got to stop the run because they, they can't throw the ball. So stuff like that. But yeah, congratulations, Aaron. Send us your um, your address and your security code, and we will put uh, that Nerf football on your kitchen counter. We, we probably have it on record from how many times we've given them game balls already. So. <laughs> All right, so which games did we uh, – I know we did the regular NFC yeah. North games. And, plus we, we and then we the did the primetimes. Primetime games, yep. Some crazy games. Like I think we briefly mentioned some crazy comebacks that uh, Dolphins' 21-point comeback in the fourth quarter was insane. It was. Um, but overall, it was a weird week with some games. But started out Commanders-Lions was our first pick. I took the Commanders. You took the Lions. Lions looked good. They went out there and they beat them up. And the scoreline got a little closer near the end. Uh, Commanders got some offense going. But the first half of that game, it was all Detroit in the Fighting Campbells. The Fighting Campbells. Yep. All right. Energy over there. Uh, Going through the picks still, we... Both took the Packers to beat the Bears. Go Pack. Um, Eagles, Vikings at Eagles. You took the Vikings. I took Eagles, and Eagles kind of walloped them. This was I not thought, a I pretty thought I game. I picked the Eagles. I think you changed that. No, I, I'm pretty sure I did because I've been big on the Eagles this year. Um, I, I mentioned in our preseason, I think they have a good chance to win the Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, the the Vikings did not look good week two. I think Kirk Cousins, the quarterback for the Vikings, is like mm-hmm. two and eight or two and ten in primetime games. I should have remembered uh, I that. I think it was two, them. yeah, maybe two and eight, and now it's two and nine. But he worst um worst record on Monday night of any quarterback who's played at least ten times. Chargers at Chiefs. We both picked the Chiefs who won, and Titans at Bills. We both took the Bills who handedly won. Okay. Um, Any other notable games you want to talk about? Um, I guess, you know, it's tough on some of these teams because, like the um, um, Buccaneers Saints game, Mm -hmm. which the Buccaneers won 20 to 10. It's hard to know who the Saints are. Mm-hmm. That and that kind of goes to week two. You know, week one you have no idea, and then you overreact. Week two you start to get an idea, but you see a lot of storyline storylines start to develop. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, hard to know. Jets, How about you? Browns. Jets had a crazy comeback, one point victory over the Browns. That was kind of a fun one. Um. Giants have to be the worst 0-2 team 
I've seen in a while, or two and O team I've seen in a while with their victory over the Panthers. I haven't seen them play really. No. And I think we got them later this year. So, okay. We'll see. We'll see. Uh, Broncos beat the Texans. Seahawks looked horrible against the 49ers. Um, Geno Smith just had a bad overall game. But the big storyline from that game is Trey Lance went down with a possibly season-ending in- injury. Mm. I think I saw now it might only be 8 to 11 weeks and he has a chance of returning. But luckily, they kept Garoppolo as backup, as you mentioned, the most expensive backup in the league. Um, And he came back in fast, led them to a 27-7 victory over the Seahawks. If he's on fire, do they, uh, and Trey Lance can come back, let's say week 13, do they make the switch or do you stick with Garoppolo? Uh, Well, we'll just take that at at the time. Okay. Next. No comment. <laughs> okay. Very, very uh, head coachy of you. I like it. <laughs> uh, Raiders lost 0-2 in Oakland, I believe, now. Sorry, Adams. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, the Super Bowl contending Bengals dropped their second loss of the season to the Cowboys. Yeah, I was just uh, trying to remember what their backup quarterback's name for the Dallas. Um, Cooper Rush. He's been doing pretty good. That's a good name for a football player. Cooper. Mm-hmm. And then when yeah. he was a baby, they said, you're a super pooper, Cooper. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, it's interesting. I I I feel like I've seen glimpses of him being a good player the times we have seen him, but he definitely came into the game looking ready to play. Mm-hmm. Uh, and McCarthy's known for being a quarterback's coach. So like, like I said, I think this, this whole season for the Cowboys is McCarthy's, you know, his seat's pretty hot right now. Yes, I agree. All right. Do you, uh, anything else? Are you ready to move on to next week? Let's move on to next week. And we have, with primetime games and NFC North games, we have one, two, three, four, five, six games to pick. Wow. Oh boy. So where is the standings right now? Are we equal? Oh, uh, we went into last week, Sean up by one. We split uh victories, and so we're going into this week three. I am still up by one. All right. All right. It's following the typical seasonal pattern that happens. <laughs> yeah. Where I think last season i trailed you almost the whole year or at least except most except for the first couple of weeks and then i took over. oh so that's what you're saying you think yeah. i'm gonna oh, right. okay well not not this year not this year uh steelers at browns this is kind of a fun game it is uh, you got mitch trupinski for uh the steelers who um is doing so well that the steelers faithful is chanting in the in the home stadium for the rookie quarterback to come in. Kenny Pickett, um, who, who looks pretty good from what I've seen in highlights. Okay. I, I wouldn't be surprised if he does come in sooner rather than later. Browns, to me, just are dysfunctional right now. They, they are. I'm Not only that, but with the whole Deshaun Watson thing, I, I really want them to lose. <laughs> like, it's typically only NFC North teams I cheer against. So it's weird to feel so 
like ready to watch the Browns fail. Mm-hmm. However, I am taking them in this game. I think they All will right, beat I'll the, go Steelers. With the Steelers. All right. To me, it was a coin flip. Yeah. All right. And then Lions at Vikings. This will be a fun game, I think. I think so. It's a noon game. Um, I could be, see it being a shootout. I'm going to go with the Lions. All right. That was my instinct was to go with the Lions. I think, yeah, I'm going to go with the Lions. I I feel like they are going to win it. It's hard to bet against the Vikings at home in what should be a close game. Um, Yeah, I just feel like they have so much energy and belief in themselves at the moment. Um, And they're fun to watch. And it's also hard to cheer for the Vikings. So. Mm I'll go with the Lions, too. Okay. Texans at Bears is our next one. Texans at Bears. I got the Texans. Both teams not great. <laughs> Texans at Bears. I missed that one. Um, 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 I'll go with the Bears. Uh, Bears. By the way, um, you know, we're obviously not into bye weeks yet, but did you see we have a late bye week this year? Yeah, it's week very 14. late. Yeah. Um, so we'll see. Hopefully that's a good thing. We'll probably need it <laughs> by then. Uh, Packers at Bucks. Packers are currently a 2.5 point underdog to the Bucks at home. Okay. I so got it's the almost pack. a wash because normally they give three points to the home team. Basically. Um. I'll go with the pack. All right. So we both go with the pack. 49 um, earlier this week. She said, do you guys ever not pick? She the asks that every year. Arrow, your daughter, my sister's boyfriend asked me that this week. Do we ever pick against the Packers? And I said, pretty rarely. And when it happens, have- it's me trying to also get back into the pick race at the end of the season. Um, and he was like, well, I can see it would kind of deflate the mood of uh, Packers podcast to be picking against them. <laughs> but we're also homers. You know us. Going with our heart. 49ers at Broncos is the Sunday night game. Jimmy G against Russell Wilson. I got the Jimmys. Jimmy G. Jimmy G and the 49ers. I'll go with the 49ers, too. All right. Again, you don't know how bad Seattle is or how good the 49ers are. Mm -hmm. And last but not least, Monday night, America's team, the Dallas Cowboys against the New York Giants in NFC East. I couldn't come up clash. I couldn't come up with a really good one. I was going to be like slobber knocker. That's what I should have said. That was a good one. <laughs> Blood fest. <laughs> um, I'll go with the boys. You'll go with the boys. All right. Uh, and I think you influenced me. Saying how bad the Giants are. Yeah. The, the, Got to be the worst two and OT. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I think they're due. I'm picking the Cowboys too because I think they're due for a loss. Um, I don't know. They got Sa- Saquon Barkley looking good at running back, but otherwise, it's just who knows? Who knows? Maybe they are better than you think. One way to find out, man. One way to find out. 
they unseated us once when I thought they weren't nearly as good years back in the playoffs. Uh, uh, a couple times. Don't they bring used, it up. Don't bring it up. Just let it go. Just let it go. I feel like that role where they were kind of our uh, Achilles heel for a few years there in the playoffs, that's where the 49ers have been the last handful of years. Mm. Yeah. For us. And then going back to the 90s and um, maybe early 2000s, but they, they were. We just couldn't get past them. Um, mm-hmm. All right, man. Um, is that it? That's it. I think cool. we, uh, we done did it. Okay. Feel good. Feels good to talk about a win. All right. And then we'll be talking about another win against the Broncos coming up next week. I want to thank you all for uh, tuning in and listening. Um, special uh, the Buccaneers. What did I say? Broncos. Oh, it starts with the B. Didn't want to uh, confuse people. I would have let Buccaneers. it go. But. <laughs> it's a 3.30 game, by the way. Yeah. But a special thanks to those who are um, just being great people and you know in the service all around the world and it's always fun to it's not just people that are in the service but um it's fun to watch the the maps that sean will share that where people are actually listening to the podcast so yeah you you guys are all over maybe people who live in the u.s know we have no idea what we're actually talking about (laughs) you have to you have to go abroad (laughs) you're so smart um but yeah thank you to the fans join the bleeding green and gold facebook group as well we'd love to see you there put some questions in there you want us to bring up or topics you want us to bring up on the show but glad to have you thank you for listening and until next week go go pack pack, go go. hey that was a good one yeah packers play well we do well all around (laughs) all around Thank you for listening to the Bleeding Green and Gold podcast with your hosts, Sean and Mike Reagan. Make sure to subscribe and check out the website at bleedinggreenandgold.com. Join the Facebook group. All questions and comments are welcome. Send them to feedback at bleedinggreenandgold.com. And until next time, Go Pack Go! Go!